Great morning, everybody. Great morning. CC, what's up now? Good morning, Coop. What's up with you? Now, what kind of what kind of intro was that, man? Like you, like you good? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just processing. Processing what, man? You did it a little different today, so I wasn't. I did it a little different today. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a great morning though, Coop. I mean, what did I every do day? Every today? day, no, is, every day is a good day. Um, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, yeah this this week this week I feel like it's gonna be a great week, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I feel like we uh are right there, right. There, you know, once we can start telling people exactly what we're doing, it's gonna be great. I feel like people are probably like mad that we don't like elaborate. I mean, a lot of people already know. It's just, it's, this is just a defense <laughs> mechanism of your of yours, in my opinion. Oh, um, oh, okay. That's, that's just, just what. That's man, just what. it's all good. It's all good. I got because I mean, if it was up to me, I would I'll be posting every day, no matter. But I was like, you know what? Let's 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 get the pro- project off the ground, and then we can be in the the high eye coop mode. All right, so chill. Jeez, coop mode. I love it. Anyways, how's it? Th- everything on your end, bro? Um, no, we're good, man. Um, I know we're a little bit delayed with with uh, we're a little ahead on our recordings, but cold snap right now. Looking forward to spring. Give me some good activity. Um, staying healthy. Life's good. Spe- speaking of spring, I know that that uh, that message that you sent me on uh, Facebook. I know you you ain't about to do that, bro. Message I sent you. What did I send? I don't remember. The David Goggins. The the oh. four by four by forty eight. I actually thought about it. And I realized that I would be able to get through two and I would die somewhere in number three. <laughs> but like if I if I knew I had two full days off where like no interruptions, right? If I was just like if I worked Monday through Friday and I know I had all weekend off type of thing, I would consider trying it. You know what I mean? It's a moment of silence for your funeral, bro. David Goggins said that you <laughs> got to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. So that would be, be what, 12 four-mile runs every four hours. Bro, I'm, until, I'm just, you, until you did 12. I'm just not a runner. My wife was, my wife was across a country. She might be into that, but She'll crush it. I, I'm really not a runner either, Coop, but... Man, I like I like getting getting myself to where my back's against the wall and just seeing what I'm capable of. Now put me in the gym with the rock, man. That's that's my back against the wall. That's scary. <laughs> like <laughs> good luck on the first set. Oh man. Anyways, anyways. Um let's get into into our uh, episode today though. Yeah, I, let's do it. All right, Caleb, bring in our guest for today. All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, today, um, we have a guest friend of mine. Um, she is uh, a mom, uh, very active in her community. She's a small business owner, entrepreneur. She's a real estate investor, amongst many other things. I don't want to steal too much more of her thunder. Um, welcome to the show, Caitlin Degas. Thank you guys for having me. Cooper, usually you get kind of hyped. What's going on? Bro, I haven't been clapping the last couple. Of- okay. okay, that's my fault. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I know. I deserve I deserve that. <laughs> she definitely deserves that this morning. Um, Caitlin, the first, the, the first uh, question we usually ask all our guests is, you know, go into a little more detail who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit of why you do it, what drives you. 
Yeah, sure. And I've, I've been told that I'm pretty long winded. So I'll try to keep this tight. Uh, I'm just going to go back, I think a little bit, because I think this will tee up a lot of where I am now and why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, but just going back just a little bit, I graduated from Augsburg University with a marketing degree. Um, while I was going to Augsburg, I worked at a salon and spa where I was an assistant manager of the guest services area. Mm. And this is kind of important for the story just because at a really young age, I learned that, you know, uh, getting to know people and, you know, relationships are, is super critical. Um, and the reason I, I say that is when I was working at this spa, I had a lady that came in and she was a regular and I just got to know her, um, just by talking to her and she handed me a business card one day and said, Hey, if you ever want a job, I'd love to hire you. And that was with Medica health insurance. And I remember thinking to myself, she handed me the business card. She put the starting salary on it. And I thought, no way, I don't need that. And I put it in my wallet. I kept it. Um, And I was a little bit cocky when I graduated thinking, well, I'm graduating from a really good school with a marketing degree. I'll have no problem getting a job. Mm. And then I started interviewing places and uh, just got turned down uh, over and over again because I didn't have enough experience. So what did I do? I went back to my wallet, dusted off the card, called her. Her name was Karen. And she had an interview set up for me the next day. And I actually started out my career at Medica Health Insurance. Um, I was there for 12 years um, and really just worked my way up the ladder. Um, and that, that Medica is a great company. They gave me, I really am, am who I am today because of the, the foundation that I got from that company. Um, they just taught me a lot about leadership, uh, people skills, just, you know, just the business world, the real world. So I learned a lot from there. And so I, I, I share that just because, like I said, you know, it kind of sounds cliche, but you know, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that becomes so evident in all areas of my life. You know, those relationships that you build are just key. And it's interesting to see like the different paths that life takes you down just from those relationships that you build when you never would have expected. And so that's kind of how my career started. Like I said, I was at Medica for 12 years and again, time back to people. Um, You know, I'm sure you guys can relate too. and Caleb in the real estate industry, you know, relationships are key and critical. And um, again, I, I started to make a name for myself in the health insurance industry. Um, just through connections and sales and things like that. Um, And I was actually recruited then by um, a startup downtown Minneapolis called Gravy. Um, And they recruited me for about a year. And I actually said, no, I had just had my daughter. I was on maternity leave. Um, And I was like, you know, it's just not the right time. Well, they were after about a year, I kept thinking, you know, I should really look into this. You know, they keep kind of recruiting me and I knew somebody else that worked there. And so I actually made the jump. And I've been with Gravy now for three years and I head up um, operations there and I love it. Um, And it's just, it's a pretty cool culture, a pretty cool company, really laid back. But again, there, there ties in another connection of that relationship piece and just the people, right? Because again, I would have never seen myself at 37 years old now in a, in a health insurance startup of all things Mm -hmm. um, and really, you know, helping to pave the way in that realm, which is super cool. And then um, because I'm crazy and I just like to load my plate up with (laughs) lots of stuff, you know, Um, and I I just thrive on being busy. I just love it. Um, My husband, Aaron, and I, which Caleb, you obviously know, and um, my husband's a mortgage broker um, and he's got his own company and we started a property company. So we literally one day saw a house for sale in Excelsior and we thought, hey, wouldn't it be kind of cool to start renovating and maybe flipping houses, right? And because we're just crazy, we were like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so like a week later, we started our own property company. Um, and we did our first house renovation and sold that. And that went really great. It was uh, a lot of work, though. Um, and so I think what we learned from that was, you know, and Caleb, you especially know this, is you got to find, they're, they're a diamond in, a ru- in the rough, mm. you know, those properties. So you have to find the right property Um, and then we got into rental properties and if I'm not mistaken, I think Caleb, you're the one that found the one that we 
have in Robbinsdale and you actually manage that property for us. Um, and so that, that house, to be honest, doing rental property, we just started some vacation rental stuff. That's been extremely fun. Um, and we just bought two cabins on Lake Mille Lacs that we're um, calling Sandy Point. Uh, it's right on a point, right on the lake, and we're going to do vacation rentals with those. And that's been a super fun COVID project. Um, and so those are ready to launch and be able to rent here probably in the next couple weeks. Um, and then in addition to my property stuff, I, um, again, because I like to fill my plate really full, I actually volunteer um, and do a lot of community work as well, which is super important to me. Um, and I am the operations director and a board member for the Living Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation that um, focuses in mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Um, and I've been with that organization for about three years. Um, and then my most important job, which you mentioned, Caleb, is being a mom. So I have a six-year-old Jackson and a four-year-old Eva. So that that's that's the that's the nutshell there. Cooper, where would you like to start, my friend? Well, the uh, first like that was amazing. <laughs> I'm just in awe right now. Um, my first question is, how do you, like how do you find time to do all this stuff? Well, I will say, and you can ask anyone who knows me, um, and they'll kind of laugh. And I would say it's one of my greatest strengths and also one of the greatest opportunity areas is that I'm extremely organized. Um, and I laugh to say that I'm OCD. I'm not really diagnosed OCD, but I am pretty, my life is in order. Um, you know, Caleb's been to my house. My house is out like super neat and tidy. My life runs kind of like a well-oiled machine. You have the I... neatest garage I've ever seen, Caitlin. <laughs> like it is just in super order. Clean. It's yeah. in order. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We've had some COVID drinks out there. Yeah. Um, no, but I think organization is the key and, um, I just have a system down, um, and I'm really good at prioritizing my time and over, over time, I've gotten good at saying no. Mm. Um, and I think that that is something you learn over time. You know, I keep talking about the younger version of myself, but when, when I was younger, and I do think that this is important when you're young saying yes is important because you have to dabble in things and you have to, you don't want to turn opportunity down, mm -hmm. but as you get older, you can start to kind of say, you know what? No, I'm really, I'm really mindful of my time. And here's one really good example. I, you know, I've made time to do this podcast tonight and I'm super grateful you guys asked me, but I normally don't do evening meetings like this or because it takes away from my family and my kids. So that's one example where I will say like no to mm -hmm. any meetings after 6 PM. Um, so yeah, I've just gotten good at, at juggling and organizing and, and being able to switch gears. I will say, Gravy, the startup that I work at, because they're an amazing company, I was actually going to leave because my plate was too full and focus on the property stuff. And they didn't want me to leave. And so I actually went part time with them. Mm. I, my work didn't change, but I have a really good team that I built. And so I'm there three days a week. Um, and that has given me a lot more balance in my life. There's a lot to there's a lot of really good stuff to unpack here, Caitlin. I'm going to I want to go back, I guess, first and go back to back to the spa position where you get approached by you know someone who's in a hiring position you don't really you, you probably never knew you never knew her from just a random customer right or, or a good returning yeah. customer um correct what do you think was instilled to you at a younger age or by a boss or by someone to where you stood out to um i think you said her name was karen yep um, well, I think there's a few, my work ethic. So at a very, so I, I was born and raised in a really close knit family of women, um, really strong women, um, bold women. Um, and I'm fortunate from that. I've, I've got my mom and, and aunts and cousins and, um, we actually call each other the Yoohoo's after my great grandma. <laughs> my great grandma was grandma Yoohoo. And there's kind of a story behind that, but she used to, at our lake house, we had a family cabin, um, in the upper whitefish chain and Brainerd lakes area. And when it was time for dinner or breakfast, she would ring this big bell and she would yodel. And so we called her grandma Yoohoo and, and well, she's no longer with us. So now we've coined all of these strong women in our family. We've called each other the Yoohoo's. Mm. 
And because I am, am a Yuhu and I have the, this really strong group of women, that's how I was born and raised. I just, I, so my work ethic has translated and at the salon and spa example, um, I just was, I was the first one there every day. I was the last one to leave, very dedicated, going above and beyond. And then my situation with Karen, um, specifically to your point, she just, you know, she came in just a regular gal. She came in maybe every couple of weeks for her standard services. And I just got to know her by just talking with her, right? Like just making random conversation. And then over time, she kind of became more than just a customer. We really got to know each other's lives and she mm. knew I was graduating and, you know, just those simple things in life where we just take a minute to stop and just ask people how their day is going. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, it, it ties into some more natural and organic conversations and you never know where those are going to lead. Mm. So that's, that's great. And I hope, I hope people uh, are hearing that, you know, you know, when you first started talking, Caitlin, you said, um, you know, it's not what you know, but who you know. Um, and just something as simple as just, you know, talking to people. I just in today's society, I just feel like, you know, this not I don't want to say service industry, but, you know, where you have, you, you know, you're going to a cashier or, you know, where you have to interact with someone. I feel like today you don't get that, you know, Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, what's your name? You know, like one example is Chick-fil-A. Like when Chick-fil-A first came up to in the Fargo, I went, you know, that place is always packed going through the drive-through. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they take my order and like, they asked me for my name and I almost like, I don't want to say got choked up, but like, didn't know what to say. Like, I think like, this is crazy. I've never I'm just trying to get a sandwich. Like, yeah. Why do you want to get to know me? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, but that that's so key, like key, like trying, you know, just building relationships and like, like you said, taking the time to like be in the moment and like talk and get to know people, and eventually, you know, not always, but you know, you just you just never know who you're gonna come come across. Yeah, and I, you know, I think you bring up a good point in the service industry, which has translated into the rest of my career and my life is. I remember I, whether it was Karen in this situation or anyone, I would always try to find some little nugget to connect with the person on. So when they came and checked out, you know, at the cash register and I would, it, and sometimes it could be so cliche, right? We're, we're from Minnesota or the Midwest. And what do you talk about? The weather, you know, yeah. Oh, it's hot out. Oh, geez. It's cold out. You know, it's just, just anything random to try to connect with somebody. And then it just kind of goes from there. But I've taken that with me. Um, you know, I think starting out in a service, job when you start your career is is just I've learned so much again let it take out with me the rest of my life Caitlin so you you, you progressed through Medica and you climbed the ladder um, got to go to a startup started doing you know cool stuff on the side with your husband um, and we haven't even really talked about um, your the stuff you do on the side to volunteer and give back um, let's talk about how your motivations changed from a young professional to, you know, we can, we can call it like, as you transitioned and became a mom to like, what motivated you to keep putting in the time to stay so organized and keeping, you know, continuing to have those systems in place. I mean, that was, that was work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, I just knew that my life wouldn't function if I did. <laughs> I mean, for most of it, it was like, well, I had no choice, right? It was like, well, either like figure this out or you're going to kind of fail. And I, I actually, you know, I usually don't use the word fail in my vocabulary. I am a people leader. And so I always use the word opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that I had to figure this out if I wanted to keep doing and, and my husband, Aaron, I mean, you know, Caleb, he is so driven too. We're both, both extremely driven. And I knew that as a family unit, if Aaron was going to continue to, be super successful as he is, as he is, and his company is growing. And I was, we were both going um, on a upward trajectory. I just thought, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta really get organized here if we're going to do this and then have a family and, you know, make sure our kids are being raised in a family where Aaron and I are here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we, we got a nanny also to help us. And that's, you know, I, that took me some time as well. Cause I didn't want to, um, I had some mom guilt there, but that's helped balance things out as well. 
So you just kind of learn and you learn what works over time. Okay. Hang on. Let's, let's, let's touch on that point. Um, the mom guilt. That's some stuff you, you've dealt with at home too, correct? Coop? Uh, this is not the Coop podcast. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Podcast. Okay. So, (laughs) um, I hear, I hear that a lot, especially when, um, you know, when a family's going through a transition, like where you're being more mindful of your time, but there's certain things you don't want to give up, you know, like whether it's hiring a nanny or a cleaning service. Um, so I'm just curious how, how you dealt with that and how, how did you overcome that, that guilt? Yeah. Well, it took, you know, it, it took me some time and what's interesting, you know, Caleb talks about my garage. It was actually, we were having some people over in our garage um, during COVID, just a, a few people. And there's another realtor of Aaron's that was over here. And just through some small conversation, his wife had said, hey, we, you know, because I said, I'm struggling with even finding babysitters. And I think just that commonality of talking to another mom or some other moms. And they said, hey, we just have a nanny on contract. And it's just one night a week or two nights a week. And it's just created so much balance in their lives and they do date nights and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like an aha moment. I think any of us, all we ever need is just that one little aha. It doesn't even have to be big, but I remember leaving that night going, that's it. Like, I don't need a nanny. I guess in my head, I was thinking I would have a nanny five days a week or whatever. And then there's this mom guilt of, well, I had kids and I want to be with them. I don't want to miss, I don't want to be, I don't want them to, you know, be going off to college. And then that age old thing where you sit back and say, oh, I wish I would have spent more time with them. So I never wanted to do like, I didn't want to go to that extreme, but I kept thinking, well, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere. So the happy medium was really, let's find that balance. And I would say for the last year and a half for me really has been that journey of holistic balance in my life. And everyone talks about work-life balance and yada, yada, and what that really means. But for me, I was like, I found a happy medium of where we have this nanny, you know, two days a week on Friday and Saturday. And it just really helps. And then I don't have that guilt because I'm with my kids usually every night and I'm doing the bath time and the books, but my husband and I can go have a date night or go out with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it ties back to just having just a random conversation with somebody I'd never met before. And it just clicked with me. I want to go. I want to change again, unless you have a follow up, Coop. No, that was, that was great. Um, I didn't, honestly, yeah, that was a, I didn't. That was an amazing answer. I didn't even know you could hire nannies for like one or two nights a week. That definitely was an aha yeah. moment for me. So, well, the key there, and if anyone's listening and this is helpful to them, the key there <laughs> is on care.com. You put an ad out, it, but the the trick is is you pay them regardless if you need them or not. So right. they have guaranteed hours. So my nanny has a guaranteed six hours a week. And so regardless if we need her or not, that's what we pay her. So she just knows that that will be money for her, but we don't use her all the time. So that's why it's the contract. So it's a nice arrangement. Fun fact, when I was playing basketball in college, I actually was a nanny in in situations like that. And I worked for, I think she was like a director, a VP at Target. And that was her thing too, where, I mean, she just, she led a, extremely successful and busy life and needed help every once in a while. And, you know, I had little brothers and sisters growing up and she had two boys. So we just, we had a ball, you know, for the 12 to 18 months or whatever it was that I worked for when I was um, 18, 19. And like, I could tell it made a difference for her in a positive way. And, you know, probably at the time I didn't know, but I was alleviating um, a little bit of mom guilt potentially. Yeah. It's a real thing. And it's unfair. It's unfair to, to a lot of working moms. And I think because we hold, we hold it, you know, I think guys, I don't know, speaking on behalf of guys, but I think guys are (laughs) able to separate it a little bit more. We're definitely, you know, guys and girls are definitely different and some are more similar than others, but definitely different. Um, I want, I want to bring it back to the YooHoo, the YooHoo clan, the YooHoo girls. Um, we alluded, we alluded a little bit, your motivation is just the Yuhu way, right? But what specifically, and maybe this is a, you know, Aaron and Caitlin question, but what specifically motivates you guys when you talk about just going the extra mile, you know, for your legacy or for your family? Like you, you guys are pushing hard and 
and it's okay to not do that or to do that, but why have you guys decided, no, we're going to keep this, we're going to keep, keep, you know, with the, uh, the put on the gas, excuse me. Yeah. I, so I think it's a twofold question um, for me and for, yeah, I think, well, first of all, Aaron and I are kind of like, okay, now's the time we're young and we're driven and we're motivated. Let's do it now. And we have, a plan. We just met with our financial planner and we want, we want to start slowing down in our fifties mm-hmm. and sixties, not retiring, but just starting to slow down. And I don't know if you guys, if there's a book, um, I think it's called the second half where it's like Ooh. the first half of your life where you just work your butt off balls, to the walls. And then the second half of your life, it's like, start to do things that you really want to do. Right. Like, I mean, I, Aaron's doing what he wants to do. And I, for the most part, am. I'm still trying to sift through what I really want to do and get real clean and clear about that. But I think for us, it's, it's that second half of our life where it's, we're, we're calling the shots, right? So, yeah. So, so you said you relate to the freedom and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a really hard question then, because I struggle with this too, is how are you, you know, sifting and finding out what you want to do later? What are some exercises or tools that you, that you found helpful? Yeah. So I've done a lot um, of, well, first of all, I've surrounded myself with a really good group of individuals. I have some really close friends mm-hmm. that have a lot of business industry and just a lot of, they're just more mature and they have a lot of life experience too. So there, I have some really, really fr- good friends that I trust that challenge mm-hmm. and inspire me in really good ways. So that's one, I think just sitting down and having a drink or whatever and having conversations with people and talking out loud and you're just blabbering. It doesn't even make sense. But then I have friends that are able to then articulate what I think I'm trying to say and jot it down on paper. And I'm also a big note taker, right? Like I will sit at my computer Um, whether it's on a word document or what my email, and I will just, you know, do a laundry list of bullet points, just throw stuff on paper, whatever I'm thinking in the moment. And then, um, you know, kind of re go, go back over it a few times and just continue to kind of wordsmith stuff. And in fact, what's interesting is before this podcast, um, I was working on some of it today around just my why and who I, who I am as a person and what I want, um, and some of this also ties into uh, my passion for the Living Foundation, um, and I can you know talk a little bit about that too. But um, the reason that I'm so invested in my community work and the Living Foundation, there's a lot of passion behind that, and that's a personal story which I can share with with you guys. Um, but that sure, has yeah. helped shape and drive my life in a lot of ways. It's put a lot of things in perspective, I will say. So that helps me to define who I am, what I'm doing. And then I always use the word, my plate, right? I always think, cause I'm a visual person. I always think of literally like my dinner plate and what's all on it and how am I mm. carving out my time? Because for the longest time I was kind of giving, it felt like every area of my life was getting about 10% of me. And then I got home at night and my kids were getting 10% of me. And I thought, mm. this is not good. Like every area can't have just 10%. I want, I want to really get clear with what I am, focused on so that every area can get more of me and that more importantly my family gets closer to 100 percent of me right Mm -hmm. can we say half-assing cooper is that okay on the podcast well you already said it so like i'm just i don't know like that that feeling where where you're never really giving your all right yeah Uh, and and i'm just gonna i'm gonna repeat it back here and so it sounds like a lot of way that a lot of ways that you find clarity are really spending time with higher level people you have relationships and then also like the journaling aspect. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. That's amazing. And and you kind of teed yourself up. I mean, I think we, we kind of got to hear more about the live in foundation now. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, and it, it'll make a little more sense here about why things are put in perspective, but I actually lost my father to suicide when I was 12 and it's been just a really interesting, my life journey has been extremely interesting because of that. Um, I've obviously never been the same since that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, it was, it was tragic. Um, But I always say now that I'm older and I can really, I see things really clearly now. um, But I always say that I'm turning personal tragedy into driving passion. And it really feels that way because it took me 20 some years 
for 20 years almost, I pretended like it never happened. I mean, I was just in denial and I just didn't talk about Mm. it. And then um, fast forward, I would say to the last three to five years, I've done a lot of self-evaluation and growth because of that. And I'm, I, you know, and this ties back to the, the yoo-hoos, right, is um, we can either be a victim in this life and have the victim mentality, or we can decide to do something with it and do some good with it, right? And so what I've decided to do, and only when I've started, only when I came to that realization that I was going to do something for the better, did I start to heal inside. And I started to feel so much um, at peace with myself and who I was. And it was so therapeutic because I started to give back to others um, and started to feel like I was making a difference. Um, And so, you know, that's just my advice for people is just like, you know, life is hard and there's a lot of bad stuff that can happen to us all, but we have two choices, right? We can either sit and wallow in it and feel bad, or we can move on. And it's easier said than done because it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. But I actually was on social media one day and I was sharing something um, about my father and just about suicide. And somebody said, hey, you should check out the Live-In Foundation. Um, And I went and started looking just on Facebook. um, And the founder, Paul Thomas, um, had just done a video about what Live-In Foundation is all about and what they're doing for mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And it really resonated with me. Um, you'll see the hashtag living L I V I N and it's, um, it's just a real, it's a positive outlook on life. So it's a way to take a really negative subject that most people don't want to talk about and almost make it cool, if you will. Um, and so I was just really drawn to it because for the first time in my life, I thought, yes, he's got, he's got it figured out or the living foundation has it figured out because they're able to speak to people, um, in a different way and grab people's attention, Um, And so I've been with that organization for three years, but it's, like I said before, it's put a lot of things in perspective Um, because when you start dealing with people who have mental illness and obviously it's so prevalent right now, it's always prevalent, but with COVID and, you know, people having financial issues and it's more so now than it ever has been. And it's super humbling when you start having some of these conversations with these people that are you know, just struggling. And it just, like I said, you come home and you're like, well, nothing else matters. You know, it's like the end of the day, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So. Nice. Amazing. Uh, Caleb, you picked, you picked the winner tonight. Uh, This is. (laughs) I've been waiting for you to announce that the show's over. (laughs) Cause I mean, there's a lot, there's this this... Caitlin, you, you've got a lot of just good yeah. stuff you like I got to re-listen to this and just kind of unpack it yeah well and just kind of a plug you know for people listening to visit liveinfoundation.org org um because if you're struggling you know there's help and you're not alone and um someone loves you and I think that we have to just remind each other of that nice nice 100%. um I want to go back um you talked about um, how you have uh, good friends or um, friends that you trust. Um, and from just our conversation here, you sound like someone who's very picky on who you let in your friend circle. Yeah. So my question is, uh, what advice do you have for people that are looking for a group um, that they can confide in and a group that can help them grow Um, as an individual? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And that's interesting you picked up on that. It is very true. I wouldn't say I have trust issues necessarily, but I am very picky about who I let into my inner circle. And I think a lot of people are. Um, Gosh, that's that's a really good question. I think, you know, I I hate, I don't want to be this person using all these cliches, like birds of a feather flock together, but it's, <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it's like surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And so, you know, we talked about whether it's the industry you're in, um, being a professional person. And I think a lot of it, um, I had a friend that was challenging me about helping me build my own personal brand. And we all have our own personal brand. And I think that a lot of us forget about that. And it could be on social media or it could be on LinkedIn or it could be how you mm-hmm. carry yourself through life, but we all have our own personal brand. And it's super important that you build 
your own personal brand. And if you don't know who you are, it can come across in ways you don't want it to. And so the reason I bring that up is because if you're really strong and and clear on your personal brand and who you are, you start to attract those types of people Mm. because they know for sure, like this is a good egg, right? And here's what she stands for. And, um, you know, and it's not always perfect, but I always, I always start slow with, you know, any relationship. I mean, and, and just make sure that you can trust them, you know, and before I, uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's a good question though. I'm gonna have to think on that one a little more. <laughs> but it's 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 it sounds like you know you wanna you know build yourself, build your your brand. Um, you know one of the things I've I've been hearing is you know how do you attract a a ten right? Um, if you're if you're a a five or six, you're not gonna attract a ten. But if you're working on yourself you know, doing the things that a 10 does, then you'll just attract a 10. Right. You know, so yeah. that's, no, that's good. I, I would, I would say, I would, like, I'm th- I think of how you and I started hanging out together, Marco, because you'd be reading books about, that I wanted to read and I'd be reading books that you want yeah. to read. And, and you just, I think it's impressing. Isn't the right word. I like how you said attracting, but, um, this is cliche, Caitlin, and I'll, I'll one up you, but you know, if, if the people you're hanging out with aren't pushing you to be better then you need to be, you know, hanging out with other people. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to do that. Like, you know, you and Aaron, you and Aaron are, you know, like, I don't, we don't need to get into like specifics, but you guys are successful. You know, you got, you get the families killing it. You know, you guys, you guys are doing really good. How, how do you, how did you do, how did you deal with, and this may be too personal, but like I, the, I call it like the drop off or as you're on your way up, you know, people get dropped off along the way. You know, how, how did you guys deal with that along your, along your journey? Maybe you're still dealing with it or not at all. I don't know. Um, no, that's an, you said you were really good at saying no. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting, another interesting, good question. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, just organically that kind of happens just naturally, but I mm-hmm. think that that's such as life. I mean, I don't, I would say, you know, just like, you know, high school and college, like you have people that were close friends or in your circle that aren't really anymore, just because over time you lose touch and things just aren't, I think it just goes back to we're all busy in life. And I think that there's just been, um, certain, yeah, certain people or individuals or, you know, whatever that just drop off along the way, you just kind of lose touch with them, but there hasn't been any, anything specific that I can think of, um, you know, one thing I will share is as much as, you know, yes, Aaron and I are very successful and we're on the upward climb and we're doing great, you know, it, it comes with, um, baggage, right? Like with more money comes more, um, I wouldn't say problems, but just more stuff that you have to dig through, right. As a family. And we Mm -hmm. talked about that. It's Mm -hmm. like trying to sit down and say, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Like, you know, how do I make sure that Aaron's successful? How does he make sure I'm successful when you have two really mm-hmm. goal oriented and driven people in your life can be a challenge from a marriage perspective, because you've got two people, not neither one wants to back down <laughs> and you go like at a certain point, well, geez, we do have these kids and how are we going to raise them? And, you know, so it just brings, uh, you know, new challenges, um, that are f- actually fun, but just things that you have to work through. Right. More opportunities. Yeah. Now, have you, this is, this is out, eyes, you know, outside looking in. I know Caleb uh, knows you and uh, Aaron pretty well, uh, Caitlin, but have you guys always been goal driven? We have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I know this is about me, but thinking back to Aaron. So, I mean, he's got a mortgage branch now with almost 30 employees. Um, he's building his own little empire. Of course I'm biased because I'm his wife, but I think back <laughs> to when he and I, when he and I first met, we lived in this small 900 square foot townhouse and he was a mortgage broker during the recession. Gosh, was that like 2009 when yep, it was just sure. the housing yep. market yep. just crashed. And I remember, um, you know, I was just starting out my career, so I wasn't making that much money. And, um, but he specifically a good story with him is he used to just bust he just used to bust his butt like he he didn't let that a lot of that 
during that time, a lot of people were getting out of the industry, whether you were a realtor or a mortgage broker. And I remember he would come Mm -hmm. home at night and cold call. He would just sit and cold call and cold call. And he would do the same thing on the weekend or he would go over to Lifetime Fitness and play basketball. And I remember he used to get so much crap from his friends because they would say, oh, Dagus, he just goes and plays basketball. Like he's not even working. And and he would say, no, that's how I'm hustling. That's how I'm, I'm building relationships and I'm getting connections. And it's so interesting, mm-hmm. like all these years later, that is like paid. I mean, that got us through some really tough times, but it's also built his pipeline, right? Because think about all those connections that he made um, just at lifetime, right? Or just back to the people and the relationships. So the answer is yes. I mean, there's certain situations where he was just, you know, working so hard. And so was I, I just had this drive in me. Um, and when I say I climbed the corporate ladder, I literally started out as a call, taking calls in in the call center and worked my way up to um, manager of three of the different contact centers at Medica with like a hundred employees under me. So it's like, but that was a you know long journey to get there. Um, so yeah, the answer is yes. I mean, Aaron and I have both always been, but you know, he's from a small town in Iowa and he was a farmer and his work ethic, he's from a farming community and his work ethic was mm-hmm. he knew no different, right? It's just our parents taught us like you work. And same with me. I talk about the yoo-hoos over and over again. I talk about the way my mom raised me. Um, we didn't know anything else but to work and work hard. So that's a, that's outstanding content, Caitlin. That's just, it's cool stuff to hear. And it's helpful for anyone who maybe is aspiring to you know, achieve any sort of success. So that, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, since you guys are so goal oriented, can you talk about how you guys work together to set your goals? Yeah. Well, I, you know, as much as we do, you know, sit down and we're thoughtful and we try to plan, I wish I could sit here and say, oh, we, we sit down and we have these planning meetings and we have a one to three year plan. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about Aaron is individually, we know exactly what we want, but we fly by the seat of our pants. Like we were the type of people who are like, hey, we should start a property company. Let's, we're, we're so just like, let's try it. And, and just figure Great out, idea. yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, we have this thought and let's just try it and see what happens and what's the worst that could happen. It doesn't work. And then, you know, so we do plan, but I will say, like, I think a lot of people get so caught up in the goals and, you know, blah, 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 that it's like, it just, mm. sometimes you got to just go for it. It's like, hey, we've been thinking about this. We'll just try it. I mean, you have to have a plan, of course. And like when we started our property company, I will say we did sit down at the table and have, you know, he came to me and said, Hey, let's put an offer in on this house and let's renovate it. Well, then I sat down. So this is where he gets kind of annoyed with me, but this is where we balance each other out. The very first, he wanted to put an offer in and he wanted to go, right. He was already on to the next step off and running. And I sat down at the table and I said, let's, let's write down all of the, the, the things that could happen, all the worst case scenarios. And he sometimes says, well, that's so negative, right? He says it's such a negative way to think. And I think, I don't think that way. I think, nope, I just need to know what the worst case scenario is in all of these things so that we can be prepared, right? And in that case, it's not necessarily goals, but I was like, okay, what if the house doesn't sell? <laughs> what if, you know, there's all of these things. And so we mm-hmm. sat down at the table and talked about all of the things that we could do. We could rent it out, right? If we had to, we could, you know, blah, blah, blah. We just went down the line. And so I think where we balance each other out is when we do have ideas and we talk about long-term, I'm the one that pulls back just a little bit and says, let's have a strategy and let's really think about it. But he's kind of the bulldog that keeps us moving forward. So it actually happens, if that makes sense. It's such, it's a, such mm. a good partnership because you, you need both. Yeah. You need both. That, that's, mm. like, that's awesome. So like, man, that's, that's resonating in my bones. Um, <laughs> Cooper's Mr. Um, action, by the way. Yeah. He's yeah. action it's, Jackson. It's funny because <laughs> when I, when you say that, because I was wondering, like, well, like, and you said this, Caleb, like <laughs> when Aaron was on here, it was it was it was a great episode, but you know, but Caleb's more like organized. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. just hearing her talk, like <laughs> I can see that Aaron is exactly the balance, the balance. and like it's it's so great hearing you talk about that because I you don't I don't want to say you don't find a lot of people but I feel like a lot of people don't 
understand that um, when you have different differences like that, they're more of compliments. So it's more like of what you yeah. need yeah. in your life. Like, you know, me and my wife, you know, like, you know, she's the one that pulls me back. And like for, for a while there, before I got um, personality coaching that I'm taking, I used to think that was a negative thing. Like, oh, it's so negative. Like, oh, why so are you doing like, but when you sit and think about it, it's like the big picture, the drivers need that structure and systems so they can push, but still be successful. Um, Make sure they're going exactly. in the right direction. So Right, because you and Aaron will run through a wall, yeah. and, and Caitlin just wants to make sure. Yeah, make sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but I would say that's the the truth for any relationship, whether it's professional, personal, um, whatever it may be. And I think about the founder of the Living Foundation and I, and it's the same type of thing. Um, or even in my business relationships at Gravy, there's just when you have a team, you got to look. You've got to look at your strengths and your opportunities, and where do you all complement each other? And so, um, yeah, I mean it. it it's just interesting how, you know, our marriages and our relationships tie into just the business world too. But yeah. Caitlin, we don't want to get too long winded. So we're going to get into some of our kind of quicker last, uh, last, last questions. Um, what are you doing right now or recently to work on self-development to become the best version of you? So a couple different things I think I had mentioned, I've been doing a lot of just sitting down, and writing stuff down. And um, I think writing down your own personal vision, that's what I've been working on, and then kind of tweaking it, presenting it to friends, like actually showing friends mm. that I trust to say, hey, mm. here's who here's, and I'll just give you a really quick preview. I've, 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 yeah. I've boiled it down to three P's for myself um, that are kind of key for who I am and what I want to do. And it's people, passion, and persistence. And those are the three. And now that sounds really easy. Like, Ooh, that sounds awesome. It's taken me probably a year and a half to kind of get to those three to really sum my whole life up into those three buckets. Um, and I could go into each one. I'm not going to in this moment, but each one of those categories, you know, has sub bullets under it of what, what I mean by people, passion, and persistence. And, but that really sums me up as a person. And I think whether it's, you know, the, your three whys or the three words that describe you, I think it's trying to just simplify that. And it takes a lot really to get there. So that's one. The other one, I'm not a huge reader, um, but when I do read, I do read self-development or self-help books. And I'm reading right now, um, it's called The Impact Blueprint. Um, from by Joe Schmidt. He's, I think, five eyewitness news. See the an anchor maybe or the news. Uh, this. Mm-hmm. So he has two books. And the one that I'm reading right now, it's really about, um, again, building those relationships with people and making a lasting impact on people on a, in a daily basis. And he tells a lot of really cool stories about his career and, and just simple things, whether it's big or small that he's done to leave a lasting impact on people's lives. And um, it, it, I don't know, it's just super cool. And so I'm reading that right now. And it makes me think about all of the things every single day that I can do in my life, whether, you know, like Cooper, you had said, like going to Chick-fil-A or like walking into the gas station and actually making eye contact with somebody and saying, hope you're having mm-hmm. a great day, have a good day, or just, there's just, there's small things like that, or there's large things for me as a people leader where I can help people in their career and um, really focus in and help them be better versions of themselves. And so that book is is really cool. I recommend it if you haven't read it. So those are just a couple of things. You stole one of our next questions. Oh. We, were, we, we always ask what book you should there, read. There you go. Um, there we go. <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. Wow. Caitlin, how do you deal with fear? Oh, boy. That is an interesting. Um, you know, I when I was younger, I would run away from it. And I would say, Oh, that's, that's scary. I don't want to do that. And I was all about comfort and, and being comfortable in my life, whether it was my career or anything. And what I've learned over time, and I think it tying back to losing my father at a young age, um, not much scares me anymore, because I feel like I've experienced the worst of the worst. I mean, I'm sure there's worse things that could happen. But that was I mean, that's by far one of the worst. And so 
after that, not a lot, you know, I don't wish that upon anybody, but when you're somebody who's experienced a loss like that, not much scares you anymore. And, um, I've also learned to chase the fear, run into the fear and run directly into it because that's the scaredest that I've ever been in my career in my life is when I've grown the most. Um, Mm. and in fact, the first year that I was at gravy, um, the startup that I'm at now, um, I felt like I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I mean, I went from a manager Mm. level to a director kind of more executive level. And that first year, I just felt like I was kind of faking it till I made it. I was like, they're like, Oh, well now you need to figure out your budget and your staffing. And I was like, um, okay. (laughs) I just remember going back to my desk, sitting there, like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I just remember being terrified. Um, and the COO that I reported to at the time, he terrified me. I knew if I was going into meetings with him, I had to be super prepared. And when I say terrified, I was scared. Um, and so I guess my long winded answer is like the more, you know, again, sounds a little cliche, but it's like run into that fear because when you come out on the other side, it's just like, I mean, it's so, there's no better feeling in this world. And I've, now that I've experienced it one or two times now, I just, I'm like, bring it on. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, run into the fear adversity. Like I, I'm from, I'm from the lifetime circle, right? Caitlin. So I'm always like, you know, and Coop is Mr. Chiseled dad body. I'll have know, to but, look uh, you up, Cooper. I've never met so, you, but so I'll, was Aaron, I'll, I'll actually. Google you after this. <laughs> this that, yeah. He'll, he'll be the first, he'll be the first thing, but uh, you know, adversity equals growth, right? Or like you want bigger muscles, you gotta, you gotta work them out. Yep. Right. Um, I love that. Uh, second to last question. Um, what's some advice you'd give your younger self, you know, or you'd give somebody who, you know, who maybe we can even make it more personal, just someone who has a you know, similar, similar background to yourself. Yeah. I'll answer that just on, on the flip side or just one more thing to add though. I'm, I'm from the Lifetime family mm-hmm. too. I don't know if you know. I didn't add that in my bio, but I actually did. I didn't know I, that. Well, I worked at the spa there for maybe two. Oh, you, this was a life yeah. spa? Well, no, that was a different okay. one, but I did, I did work at the Life Spa for, I think, a year and a half or two years, just part-time. So anyway, kind of a fun fact. Shout out to yeah. Lifetime. I love Great that. To Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I'll just, I mean, the advice that I would give my younger self and really to anyone else out there that's younger um, is that, you know, this too shall pass and that tomorrow is a new day and that the biggest mm-hmm. problems that we all think, especially when we're younger, cause I think when we're all younger, for some reason, problems just feel like everything feels a lot more dramatic. And as you, not that I'm mm, that yeah. old and wise by any means, I'm only 37, but the older you get, I think you realize that, you know, any problem can be solved with just a clear head you know, and, and just sleeping on it and just Mm -hmm. sitting back and saying, how am I going to, how am I going to peel the onion apart? Um, and just realizing that the sun will come up tomorrow and whatever, whatever feels so big that you can't solve in this moment, it will change. Great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Caitlin, where, where can, I know you already kind of dropped this once, but, you know, if anyone wants to connect with you or learn more about the Live In Foundation, um, you know, what, what's the best yeah. place to go? Great. Um, so you can visit our website at livin, L-I-V-I-N, foundation.org, or just email me directly, and that's Caitlin, K-A-I-T-L-I-N, at liveinfoundation.org. Love it. Amazing. Caitlin, thank you very much for your time. This was, uh, this was great. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on and asking me. We know we appreciate, you know, I appreciate the relationship that we have and we just appreciate, you know, being able to, being able to learn from you. And even, even me selfishly too. Now I like, I get to know even more how Aaron ticks, what's going on with Aaron. So this was great yeah. for me too. Well, you got Caleb. Now you have to go find us more rental properties. So that's your takeaway from this. That's your homework. Don't, don't, don't butter me up. <laughs> and then you have to manage them. All no, right. Thank you guys. 
Yeah, Aaron, Aaron keeps saying that. Aaron keeps saying that. But yeah, thank you very much. Kate. Thank we you, guys. Have it. a great night. I appreciate it. Yep, you do. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you. Another great episode, Caleb. That was a very good episode. Like, seriously, we need we need more um we need more female guests like that on here, bro. I, I I just I could hear the level of organization. Oh and yeah, how, and how it's propelled <laughs> her and her husband. You know what I mean? Like that. You don't have to have every skill, but that is a very important skill. You know, you, like you're she's a she's a valuable she's she's a valuable asset to any business for sure. And, and I I just like the importance she puts on continuing to grow you know being the best mom you know crushing it at work and then like finding her true i was one of her p's right passion and like giving back super cool it was it was yeah just hearing uh you just hear it in her tone in her voice um you know this you know the passion um no it was it was great man um I mean, there was a lot of gems, um, mm-hmm. in her in her story and and you know her answers. Uh, she got man, a job offer without, you know, that's that that told me a lot about. Like, I I know Caitlin, but I don't know her that well. Yeah. And the fact that she got a job offer while working at a job, you know, that just says a lot about testament to for, her and her character. For sure, for sure. Um. But I love I love the uh the whole fear though. Uh run into it, don't avoid it. Mm. It's when when you grow the most. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah, that was <laughs> we we get a lot of recurring themes, but it's still it's like it's always good to hear, hear some every time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um yeah, man. I, you, you got anything you want to talk about? This, I'm literally just like, man. Like, I need more organization. Organization. Yeah, I need more organization in my life too, bro. That's definitely something I'm, I'm working. But I still get so mad when like, like when people try to organize me. It's the it's the weirdest thing. That's 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 the, the personality side of Coop that doesn't want to be organized. That doesn't care about details. Like, no, we're gonna run through this wall. I don't care. And then the minute I hear like a detailed comment, <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you saying? You know, t- anyone wants to find out. Um, hey, d- does your time, does, did your time with NDSU like take that part of your personality and make it even stronger? What do you, you mean? Know, just being, being on the football team? Like my, my drive? Like, um, like you're, you're like, you will get it done. And you will go through that wall, right? Oh, yeah. And and did your time at NDSU take that part of your personality and just almost like solidify it? Well, yeah, because like it, it's all hard work. Like there's there's no days off. And so me, I you just learn <laughs> you just learn to love the grind. I mean, I mean, even come coming like out of high school, like even at home, like I've always kind of been somebody that just worked but like when you have to get up every day work out school practice uh meetings you know you just you just get so used to it it's just a part of what you do like even when i got out of football i was still like getting up i mean i, st- I still am getting up you know because i just it was just a part of who i was like just being able to just to be a grinder you know um yeah you, you can say definitely uh solidified it for sure Can't. just just curious just curious yeah. um she talked a lot about hanging out with smart people so that everybody that's why i hang out with coop so <laughs> or, i'll see you next or, see you next week man. no we're not ending on that bro we're not ending <laughs> um but that was good that was good you know just making sure who who you you have to become what you want to attract is what I got from. Oh, uh, that's enough. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, you got to re-listen to this. Yeah, podcast. like you, you, you gotta, you gotta be 
if you want to attract great people, you got to be a great person. Like, I feel yeah. like people are trying to go and find, try to find people. It's like, well, what are you doing to, to better yourself or to attract these people? Period. Even just, even just sales, right? People are scared about like, oh, I don't want to be in sales, you know? And you don't have to be a high pressure salesman. You do have to be a high level person though. Yeah. If you're not going to be high pressure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but she did, she did start this, uh, Again, this is shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, and she did start uh, her spa story. Uh, it's not with the relationship, man. It's not what you know, but who you know. And I'm just saying, the more there's a book I'm reading. It's called uh, "Budgeting Sucks," and the guy talks about your financial capital, and he says. Uh, you know, people think that financial capital means strictly money, but he said there's an equation for financial capital. He said it's your relationship capital plus your mental capital equals your financial capital. Mm. So think, <laughs> think about that. Yikes. That's, yeah, you, you might need to tweet that. <laughs> it's, it's a tweetable. That's that's a good one. It's a, or retweet. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it in my in my uh my saves when I'm in when I'm in the mood then I'll tweet it. <laughs> yeah, put that in the notes. <laughs> All right, like Coop said, shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. Um, uh, make sure to subscribe if you, if you if you liked the podcast. You know, like it, subscribe, leave us leave us a review. You know, three out of five is okay too. Um, gives Coop and I a reason to chat with each other and try to bring more value. For sure. For sure. All right, Caleb. See you next week, everybody. See you next week, buddy. Bye.